This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. This episode is brought to you by Lifeway Foods, makers of America's best kefir and our favorite healthy and delicious dairy products. Blue Wire. Let's fog this ship. It's only game. Why do you have to be mad? Click. You can just click whenever you want because there's only one computer. And one microphone. But two girls. Wow. It's what you guys have always dreamed of. Two girls, one mic. It's the Puck Bunnies. Together again. We are tethered to each other, so we do have to refresh that bond every now and then. That's right. And so we're here together in beautiful North Carolina. North Carolina, come on and raise up. Welcome back to frickin' Puck Bunnies. A podcast about hockey and sports. Life. Love. Mental health. (laughs) Mostly mental health. Audrey, how are you doing? I'm with my best buddy. That's right. Watching the Stanley Cup Finals. So, like, life has never been better. How about you? Well, I I gotta (laughs) tell you, I'm a little weird right now since you just... 10 minutes earlier, yeah. I was sleeping on the couch. That's true. Because it is 9 o'clock and it is my bedtime. That's right. Welcome to East Coast Hockey. I know. And Audrey said something and I jumped fully out mm-hmm. off the, a full-on response. So I'm very awake now. Yes. I'm in a bad mood because of this game. <laughs> so LFG, as they say, L- let's fucking let's, go. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Let's LFG. So yes, we are recording live, live, live during the first intermission of game two, Stars Bolts. So what we're going to do this episode, very Uh excited for it. Uh. We're going to go through and grade each team on how they're doing in some different categories during this first period. And then we're going to record again during the second intermission and just see if we have any updates. I hope we have some because if the stars play like this again in the second period, I'm not going to make it through the third. So let's recap. (laughs) Um, Game one was two nights ago. 
stars. Loved the Dallas it. freaking stars. The Dallas clap clap stars clap clap. Yeah, it turns out that whenever you have five days off, you're probably going to play a little bit better than the team that had one day Even off. if you're in Edmonton and you apparently are living in prison cells or whatever, like complaints the players have about. I haven't read anything about the, the complaints. I, I think they are calling the courtyard of the hotel that they're in the, <laughs> the, the prison block. Well, it is. So the stars won. Four to one. Yes, the Stars did have, what, five days off? They had five days off after they finished their last The Bolts had 48 hours, so it's not great. And I got to tell you, I was hoping that slump would last a little bit longer. (laughs) They would be a little bit more tired for longer. Well, it it didn't only look like they were tired. The Stars were playing commanding hockey because they scored first and because they just are boys that live off of vibes alone. (laughs) You got to score first. Taking their performance from last game to this game, it looks like a different team. Something I thought was wild that I did not know before today is that the Lightning haven't lost consecutive games all postseason. So going into tonight's game, I was like, mm-hmm. there's no way the Bolts lose this one. Because again, based on vibes alone, I hope Jackson is listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sorry to everyone who doesn't who hates us saying the word vibe. We will not stop. <laughs> So it's really going to be a battle to see if they can keep that going tonight or if they fall into a 2-0 hole, which at this point after the first period does not look incredibly likely since it is right now 0-3 lightning. What's really interesting to see is how much they really have been relying on Kudobin Mm -hmm. and he was rock solid game one and now we're watching game two and you can see just little mistakes Mm -hmm. i mean yes he's getting screened better yes but it's also like he died the wrong way it's just little stuff like that once you start doing those mistakes you can't hold the team up anymore well speaking of kudobin Mm -hmm. he is my first category of things that we were going to watch tonight okay the lightning were expected to score 2.6 goals in game one instead they got one And basically the entire reason that that happened is because Dobby has been playing out of his mind for like a month. Mm -hmm. How would you grade his performance so far tonight after one period of hockey? I would have to give him a big fat F. An F? Okay, well, like maybe a D, but definitely he failed. They are being outscored right now. I would give him a solid C. That's just because you're nice. Well, it's also because the Stars have had some terrible turnovers that you can't be lazy like that. They've also allowed the Bolts to go on the power play three times. There's no one I would less want to be on the PK against. Maybe the Knights. That's about it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm just honoring the time, beloved and old tradition of blaming everything on your goalie whenever your offense can't get off. Here's the thing. What? You're running out of goalies to blame. You got to start being <laughs> nice to them. Here is actually something that I've been wondering. What is the e-bug situation? I think they have some guys. And yeah. usually the e-bugs aren't on the bench. They're like in the back warming up just in case. Right. But like, I didn't even know if they were doing that for the... They were allowed to bring like a certain amount of... Because I know this cap's brought two e-bugs. So they're they're hanging out. And they're really not doing anything. That's got to be the worst shit ever. <laughs> I mean, not to go too off topic or anything, but like, can you imagine being an e-bug where no one even knows you exist and you're just right. supposed to like... And you're like 18 years old and you're just stuck in Edmonton for two months. Literally, they're like the soot monsters from yeah. Spirit Away. Like, give me the stars, please, and I'll please. go back to my hidey holes. Okay, anyway, hockey. Second thing that we need to talk about okay. is 
I think, the Bolts power play. Oh, Kevin Shattenkirk, former Washington Capitol. Uh, love to see it. He did just score in the first period. He's doing the um, intermission interview right now. A shatty goal is, is a curse. <laughs> That's a curse sign of things to come to me. Stars took three penalties, which means that we got a really good opportunity to see if the Bolts can get their power play back on track, which it seems that they can. It seems like they have uh, really, really tightened that shit up, as they say. Yes. I think the last, like, three or four games that the Bolts played, they went 0 for 14 mm-hmm. on the power play. So not great. And a lot of that is because they were missing Stamkos. Right. And then Kucherov was suspended for a game and then came back and then Braden Point was injured. So it seems like a lot of things are coming together mm-hmm. for them in a way that is extremely harmful for the Dallas Stars. Right. I mean, so you have like their offense connecting. They're finding the holes in the Stars penalty kill since the reality is, is the Stars have been on the penalty kill for like half of the series. Right, right. So they know they know the game now. They have about four shots on goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just... Catherine Tappen looks great. She not does. to change the topic but this is a really good look for her she has like little white shoes on that look exactly like a uh, theater and dance performance yeah. shoes <laughs> yeah the t-straps yes, those were yes, so, those yes. are a look i, she I felt should do like. tap dance <gasps> Catherine tap and oh, very <laughs> funny i literally forgot what we were talking about <laughs> the thing that i think i have noticed especially like right now when we're watching the the replay is they are trying so hard to get more players in front of the net in front of Dobby mm-hmm. and they're doing a great job screening him and that they did not do that in game one because they weren't able to get close enough because the star's defense was on one Perry. so how would you grade the bolts power play i would give it an a I would give it... No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm giving two extreme answers. I would give it a B minus. You would give it a B minus? Because they have the potential to do more. I mean, like, it would be very unfortunate if they figured it out, like, right now. Ah, yes. They finally pinned down the formula. I would also give them an A, but we'll see what happens. Well, Mm -hmm. hopefully, I mean, like, the stars have got to stop giving them opportunities, which brings me to the next area. Uh, Penalties. (laughs) How would you grade the Dallas stars on um, not doing penalties to themselves? Here's the thing. I now have become one of those guys that's just like, well, they're just a really physical team. They can't help it. They just give heavy hits. And, right. But, I mean, that's also true. Me they about are, Tom Wilson. <laughs> right. Like, they are actually a physical team. But I think that there's just elbows going up everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's shots to the head. I can't defend, like, a lot of the penalties. There have also been uh, some pretty bad missed calls in game one. I don't have a problem with any of the calls tonight. The Stars have once again taken three penalties in a period uh, on Matthias Janmark for high sticking, Pavs for tripping, and a boy who's never done anything wrong in his life, Jamie Alexiak, <laughs> for, for holding. holding. I bet I bet I know someone you, who would who. Okay, I really biffed that joke. It was going to be a joke about Jamie Alexiak holding Audrey, but I'm very tired, <laughs> and it came out a little garbled. Anyway. <laughs> The most useless thing that I have heard a commentator say tonight is that the Stars have now taken a combined six penalties in their last two periods on the ice, meaning the first period of this game and the third period of game one. Again, which I'm sorry, nothing to do with each other at all. Is there a score less? This is cute. Is that, where is that? That's Tampa. Oh, so cute. Anyway, is there a score less than F? Was there a score less than F when you were in school? No. 
Okay. An F minus. I would give it an F minus. You, you an, failed super bad. An F minus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I would. Uh, this is this is where the whole heavy hockey thing comes into play, which to me isn't like a super important style of play. And I think they're getting like penalized. You can definitely you can definitely see that, especially just saw Kucherov take three <laughs> monstrous hits <laughs> and collisions like within two minutes of each other, enough that he had to leave the bench and then return. He scooted um, it out, scooted back in. So I would also give them a. D. I, th- I think I'm, I'm going to give them a D because I think there's potential for improvement. Oh, well, that's the two nice. Periods I'm, ahead. I'm glad that you see something. I them. would like to see the stars focus less on the heavy hockey and more on a little speed and puck movement. But maybe that's just me. I there was this one really sad breakaway where Tyler Sagan is literally bent over trying to run mm-hmm. and he is still so slow. I'm telling you there's something going on there. I think so Audrey's theory is that Tyler Sagan's been hurt for the entire playoffs and Dick I'm, fell off or Dick kind of is falling off. Something's <laughs> off because he's so slow. They're all yeah. so slow. Even Jamie Olesiak, who is, by the way, six foot seven and how many pounds? Two fifty. That's right. Well, Jamie Alexiak is just slow because who can blame him? There's so much of him to log around the ice. There's just too, there's too many inches. Too many man. Too much man. Too much (laughs) man. Too many men. Okay. Do you have any more things for me to grade? No, that's it. So how are we feeling overall? I'm feeling uh, jazz. Also, I'm feeling tired. I'm going to be very upset at the next period of hockey that is played. So we'll just find out. Uh, Personally, I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling balanced. I'm feeling neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, I am wearing my Tampa Bay Lightning shirt under my sweatshirt, which I just realized, and I think that is part of the problem that we're having. So I am going to tell me that I oh am my- going to change. <laughs> Listen, I cannot believe she did this. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Okay, but in fairness, you remember Game Seven last year, Caps Canes. What shirt were you wearing during that? I was wearing a cane shirt. You were wearing your Nino Niederreiter shirt. I deserve this. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully this next period will just make me feel even worse. Big Heady. Oh, God. We cannot stop talking about how big. Big Heady. He's quite big. As you know, I have been getting really into just what I put into my body, correct? Wow. It's almost like your brain and your body are connected, and when one feels good, the other thing feels good, too. And guess what's a big part of the brain-body connection? It's your gut health. I would like to tell you how I have been incorporating Lifeway Kefir into my diet. It's great for so many things. For myself, I've been making smoothie bowls with kefir. I just put a little bit of granola on it and maybe some fruit, and I'm like good to go for the whole morning. What's your favorite flavor, Ben? I am a huge fan of the pomegranate. I like the strawberry a lot. Plus, I like that it comes in the little pink bottles. How have you been using kefir lately? So you know that I have been struggling without gym access the past like five months. So I've been getting up really early so I can go running outside and stuff before it gets too hot. I was never really a pre-workout person, Mm -hmm. but the perfect post-workout option for me has been kefir. Great for muscle recovery. It's great for protein. um, And that's really been helpful for me. If you want to learn more about kefir and where you can get it, log on to lifeweightkefir.com and you can find where to purchase it near you.
You guys know that there is nothing on earth I like more than just lying in bed. Whether I am working from home, whether I am sleeping, whether I am taking a nap, bed is very important to me. And if you feel the same way, you will also want to get some Brooklinen sheets for this coming winter. Christina and I have so loved our sheets from Brooklinen. They are absolutely the highest quality sheets that I've ever owned at an affordable price. And now that the weather is getting a little bit colder, it's the perfect time of year to get your hands on some heathered cashmere sheets from Brooklinen. These sheets are made for sweater weather and they'll keep you comfy and cozy all through the winter. They come in a variety of sheet packages, colors, patterns, and materials for all your lounging needs. And at Brooklinen, you can bundle your sheets and bedding, which means you save bigger. That can include duvets, core sheets, and extra pillowcases all in one bundle. Brooklinen sheets are the perfect place to start making your mornings great. They're so confident in their product that all their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. And you can get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. That's B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, only at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Okay, here we are again. Hello. Second intermission. Hi. Second period just ended. Christina, vibe check. How are you I, feeling? A vibe check. I was, I'm pretty tired. Really? Yeah. I've been yawning a lot and <laughs> I am reminded about why hockey is by far the least popular major sport in America. Why is that? Because that was really boring. I did not think it was that boring because the Stars played a very solid second period of hockey. We just watched Joe Pavelski score, which the puck has been coming to him so much tonight that he has been trying to make opportunities to score. I think you're just tired. <laughs> no, no. I really love Joe getting in front of the net like that mm-hmm. because that he's sort of, that's sort of his thing, right? Yeah. Because Joe is not fast. He knows his strengths. He plays to his strengths. He's been it. around the block. I hate to say this, but he has a whole lot of hockey iq oh my god and he knows how to redirect those shots in front of in front of the goal <laughs> to capitalize yes but you're right it's a better it's a period of hockey than the first one for sure i just get kind of sad looking at some of the boys worrying if they're okay mostly tyler second most so mostly tyler Sagan. i really want tyler second to score a goal we're projecting our insecurities I, 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 I can only project my insecurities onto beautiful beautiful men right. who are in espn's body magazine i feel pretty pretty okay about Tyler Sagan because we did just read today that so you know how like no families of players who live in America are being allowed to go to the finals but Tyler's parents and siblings are some of the few stars family members who are going to be there for the finals so I think that's very nice it's, uh, it's really fucked up that they kind of let let everybody on that like your family's gonna get to come it's very weird. I understand kind of what happened in terms of like the NHL trying to negotiate this and get this done with the players union. But mm-hmm. also they should have known then the fact that they literally could not make the playoffs happen in America because of how poorly the United States is handling COVID-19 that um, there shouldn't have been any promises made, in right. my opinion. But it seems very much like something they told all the boys at the beginning. Like, yeah, your family will get to come. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly to, what happened. As a way to convince them to do it. So yes. That, that's why it's icky to me. Yes. It, it's a little uh, manipulative. So what would you grade that decision? <laughs> I would grade that as a, a, an M for manipulation. <laughs> M for mature. Uh no, we grade that as badly as possible because we don't like lying. We don't. Fuck bunnies. We don't like that. We are not big believers in lying and manipulation. Here's my question to you. Do yeah. you think it affects the game as much as 
in a measurable way. Something that's surprised me about these playoffs is that the level of play is mm-hmm. just as high as I as would As intense. I don't because know. It's not as surprising to me that they're playing at the level that they are because, like, I think at a certain point, instinct and habit takes over and you're like, oh, this is actually giving me comfort right now because this is the thing in my life that is, like, consistent mm-hmm. and steady is my job is playing hockey. Mm-hmm. I don't I, – I think it would be really, really hard – to win the cup this year and not be able to do all the like celebrating in the city and everything but at the end of the day part of that is your job right you go to the parade and you do all the stuff for for the team for the organization Mm -hmm. but to not have your family there I think is really really personal and it's something that players partners and wives have sacrificed so much so that their loved ones can can go after this. And I, it makes me feel bad for all of the parents that you hear about who's probably spent, like, thousands of dollars, yeah. like, getting these kids yeah. ready for the NHL. And they can't even fucking see them. Right. But that's the world we live in. It's upsetting. Like, it's upsetting to think about. I was reading that article today, the ESPN.com article about the Dowling family mm-hmm. coming to the bubble and how they are right now, like, the only... <laughs> family members who are there and it's like Justin Dowling's wife and his baby like his six-month-old baby mm-hmm. and his wife said that they were FaceTiming every day he was FaceTiming with the baby so that so that the baby like would be able to recognize him and everything like that and then she said at one point he went dark for like three days mm-hmm. and didn't call her and she texted him and was like are you okay and he responded and was like I'm really sorry I just got really down and depressed for the past three days I was having a really hard time being away from you guys so it's one of those things where i feel like we're going to learn a lot more about what life was like inside the bubble once the season is over Mm -hmm. and i do believe that the constraints on media access the losers in the end are the players because we should have been doing wellness checks on these guys like the media should have been doing wellness checks on these guys but (laughs) but but there weren't there weren't people in the bubble to be doing that you say that as if there's any care at all about like the mental health players. Like, oh, even, and I'm not, even during yeah. the regular season. No, absolutely. But I think this could have been a turning point because the sport is gonna sports in general are gonna change forever because of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, let's get to grading. The Bolts power play we actually did not see a lot of. Yeah, it looks like the boys <laughs> cleaned up their freaking act because Rick went in there and was like. <laughs> Stop fucking around. So second period, we had one stars penalty. The shoe is now on the other foot. Four bolts penalties. One on Cooch for tripping. (laughs) Um, One on Yanni Gord for cross-checking on Big Jamie. Pat Maroon for goalie interference. You know, all that usual stuff. Pretty strong period by Dallas. Looks like they had some energy. Very much so. um, Oh, Oh, Tyler. Folks, can you guess who's doing the uh, intermission interview oh. on NBC right now? Let's just enjoy this for just one second. I love his when his hair gets long and it's kind of curly. Okay. All right. Um, anyway, and- <laughs> so that was nice. We'll put on our blinders right, really quick right. here. And to focus back, let's grade the Stars power play. I mean, throughout the playoffs, I would say it's about, it's a solid B minus, C plus. Because 
What? I would give it a C. Maybe a C minus. Okay, listen, I'm just trying to make this happen. I'm trying to make this happen. <laughs> You're in my manifesting. Head. Yeah. So they do this really weird thing with the power play where their PP1 unit is their they sort of treat it like a softener and mm-hmm. then the real boys come in. A fluffer. Corey Perry is essentially the <laughs> fluffer of the Dallas Stars. And so he fluffs them and then, you know, Rad's second and, and right. Ben go in. But I think it's it's just wasting power play time. You don't need to soften them up. You need to just have a surgical power play and be yes, able to score. Yes, yes. But that's great bonus for you, baby. He just wants to get everyone a chance. He's so nice to a fault, <laughs> and he's got to clean it up. Let's grade the awards that were given out tonight. I want you to grade some some awards results for me. Let's remember um, some players. Let's remember some guys duly departed from the bubble. So let's start with the Calder, a.k.a. Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. It was between Quinn Hughes, Dominic Kubelik, and Kale McCarr. Yes. Kale Sorry. McCarr won. He did. What do we think? What would we grade this decision? I think it's quite clearly wrong. Something doesn't add up. But I think that the thing that I was seeing on Twitter the most is that Quinn Hughes got robbed. Do you agree? I mean, yeah, and we've talked about this before on the show a couple of times. I think it means more that Quinn Hughes put up the numbers he did on a team that is all around a little bit more mediocre than the Colorado Avalanche. Would you say that they are uh, offensively challenged? Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly what I would say. They just go through some rough periods. And And Kale just has to get up there and, you know, play with Gabe or something. And, like, you just feed him shots. And I think that people will view this one as a mistake. So I'm going to grade the Calder Trophy of give it a D plus. I'm going to give it a D plus. No, you know what? I'm going to give it a C because... You know I have a soft spot in my heart for Kale McCarr, and I think he's an incredible player, and I'm very excited to see where his career goes. So I am happy. I'm happy for him. I also just probably think that Quinn Hughes doesn't care that he lost. Someone, I don't know who was, was it you that tweeted? Like, imagine Quinn trying to be upset about this. So yeah. perfect. Yeah. God, he doesn't really know what's going on. He's fine. God bless him. They're too young to know. Other awards. The only other one that I actually care about that I think matters at all is the Vezina. So that's best goaltender. It's voted on by GMs. Oh, interesting. So that was between Hellebuck, Tukarask, Andre Vasilevsky, Hellebuck won. Hellebuck future Team Canada. Future Team Canada goalie. Yes. I would love to see it. It really speaks wonders that none of Dallas like didn't even get into any of these categories, not even goaltending, with Ben Bishop lighting it up this year. He yeah. couldn't even make a... Goaltending was really on another level this year. Really pleased to see Hellebuck get it, just because he busted ass all year to <laughs> make the Winnipeg Jets look like a somewhat decent team mm-hmm. with basically zero defense and just a rotating cast of men in and out of the hospital. <laughs> But here, there, he was, just yeah. all his glory, yeah. stopping most of the shots every night. Also, honorable mention to the most handsome backup goalie in the league, Laurent Brossois. They're both super handsome. So I would I would give that an A plus overall. Yeah, me too. I think I think it's a spicy pick. Spicy. I think it p- pissed a lot of people off that Vasilevsky didn't get it. Right. But I think it's like kind of a fun, sexy pick for the GMs to make. Yeah. So congratulations to the GMs for being sexy. The Bolts are leading 3-1. to one. How are we feeling going into the third period? Well, first and foremost, Audrey, I am feeling sleepy. Mm-hmm. Second and second most is that I am feeling like we are going to lose this game. I am so, so happy that 
Pavs managed to get it in because I didn't want it to be a shutout. However, accepted the loss in my brain already. In your heart, you are already there. Yeah. I mean, they they beat them, what? Four to one. Four to one on Monday. um, Saturday. Saturday. God, I don't know anything. You know, and I'm not surprised to see the Bolts coming back so, just so dominant. Well, I'll see you guys after the third period. Christina will be asleep. So, I'll see you guys then. Okay, bye. Well, well, well. You guys will never believe this, but Christina did go to bed before the game was over. So it's just me checking back in after the third period. Series all tied up 1-1. Tampa just won 3-2. So I guess I'll just say bye because you guys don't want to just hear me talk. So if you want to call in with your questions for next episode, you can do that by calling 774 718-6952. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at PuckBunniesPod. You can find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash PuckBunnies. Please remember to rate and review us and stuff like that. Not only do we like it, but our network likes it. We all like it. Everybody likes it. This has been fun. See you guys next time. I'm Audrey. This has been PuckBunnies. Bye!
For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done.